Hey there, Waking Leader. Welcome back to another episode on Niche Nations. Today we're going to be looking at a word that the Lord gave me, actually a phrase. He's talking to me specifically about divine order, divine order, and how he's getting things in order according to Genesis, where he created man, created the beasts, and then created woman so that they could be fruitful and multiply. There are things that in your bloodline, in your family, you and your spouse, or even if you're um, waiting for your Boaz to show up, I believe that having things in decency and in order is what we're waiting for because wealth requires discipline and true wealth requires divine order. Let's get started. Are you a busy woman looking for more organization, time management, and a peaceful outlook in your daily life of faith, family, and business development? Want to do all of this in cozy slippers, sipping ice cold lemon water, or a fresh brewed cup of coffee while enjoying reading the word of God and applying it to your life? Then let's be friends, sister! <laughs> What's up, Awakened Leader? I'm Angelica Stanley self-published author, course creator, and podcaster who ditched my career to be a stay-at-home mom with no intention of being a business owner. I firmly believe that if God can get me together, he can do exceedingly and abundantly more for you. Welcome to the Niche to Nations podcast, where I help you identify your calling and fruitfully prep for online business. Let's get started. Alrighty, Awakened Leaders. So the first thing we're going to be talking about is discipline. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to tell you something that I, oh, I'm, I have to be transparent with this, but, um, my husband gets me together. Okay. Like, and it's not in a bad way, all of that, but I come I'm just going to tell you, okay, the real, real, okay? Because this blessed my soul and I believe it will bless you because I believe it's good for us women to hear um, when a man speaks about the authority and the power that the Lord is speaking through him. And of course, I'm not going to share all the goodness, <laughs> but I will share with you this. We were sitting at the table and... You know, every couple goes through things. Every marriage has its ups and downs and certain things. But especially when Ryan and I were sitting at the table and he was like, look, stop swiping the card. Now, you might, you might be saying, oh, how dare him? How is he telling you? You have the right. He shouldn't be controlling you. Da, 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 da. You should be able to blah, 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 all this stuff. So let me tell you something, okay? Your girl racked up a lot of debt prior to getting married, okay? Your girl racked up a lot of debt prior to getting married. And that was because I was in the mentality of I don't need a man right? I could do all this by myself. I could, you know, I wasn't in the mindset of I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
I was, I can do all things. I could do bad by myself. I had an attitude, the head and the neck, the flip, the hair, the, the whole enchilada, okay? I was a hot mess. And Ryan knew, Ryan knew. But he also saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And that is what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about that inner discipline that you have inside that you're afraid to exercise because it doesn't come from your family. It doesn't come from you learned this. It's an innate discipline. It's a discipline that God gave to you. And one of the things that I can share with you on this right now, just as I'm led to share, is I was very uncomfortable with discipline because I didn't have a biblical upbringing in discipline. Okay? And so I... I really just didn't know what discipline was. But when I gave my life to Jesus, something happened. Like when I was, I was at, you know, one that had to get dunked a few times, you know, I had to be baptized. But in 2012, (laughs) when um, I had just turned 25 and I was like, nope, we're in this. Like I'm in this, like, like my friend says, my sister in Christ, we in there like swimwear. Okay. (laughs) Like, um, Shout out to Shanice over at I Am Her Academy. <laughs> um, so at that moment, something innately awakened inside of me. And it was a level of leadership, dis- dis- like disciplined leadership. But it was at that moment that I realized I was actually entering into discipleship by the power of the Holy Spirit. At an appointed time, I work with my clients with this all the time. And I say, you know, cause we're always like, Oh, I got to be discipled and I got to have my spiritual mom and I got to have this and I got to have all of this. And don't get me wrong. Those are great. And God puts people in your life for a reason. But true discipleship comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. And the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit moves in those people and and God ordains, has already ordained certain people to be in your life and to pour into you. So if you're someone who's like, I got to get this accolade, I got to get this investment, I got to, I got to get certified, I got to do all of these different things. I've been steady trying to find in the Bible where they went to school, where they went to, now don't get me wrong, we have to do things in decency and in order, But true discipleship starts in the heart and then all of those things start coming together. And the reason I'm saying this is because whether you have certification or you have all of those things or that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the discipline in discipleship, the discipline in discipleship. Did you know that becoming a wife for me? was part of my discipleship. I will say it again. Did you know that becoming a wife 
the wife that God created me to be for my husband, that God ordained for us to be together, my Boaz, that there is a certain discipleship that I've had to go through. Now you might be saying that don't make any sense. You, you know, you should have already been prepared. Well, I didn't have that. Okay. That wasn't my story. Okay. My story was I came from broken, bitter, busted, disgusted. You know, I was the Samaritan woman. I had men in the past and I met Jesus at the well. And my, the start of my marriage has been my husband um, serving, doing what the Lord has called him to do, um, helping me go through a lot of things. You know, I'm being really transparent here. My goodness, Holy Spirit. And he's taken a lot because I was unlearning things that I learned for 30 years. I mean, I was raised in it. Now, he'll be the first one to tell you, like, I'm not perfect. I fall short. Like, he'll he'll tell you, like, right away. Like, you know, and we have these conversations all the time. But my husband said something that was so profound and so powerful in that moment. He said, true wealth requires discipline. True wealth. No, excuse me. He said wealth requires discipline. And as we began to speak, I then, we were, after we were talking, I was like, so you're telling me that true wealth, wealth requires divine order. I had to learn how to be a wife unto God, unto my husband, meaning that I had to learn what it meant to be the bride of Christ, be part of the bride of Christ. I had to learn what it meant to be. I had to learn all of this in a few short years. Motherhood happened, postpartum depression, attacks, my son. We went through a whole pandemic, okay? Stuff is still trying to pop off, okay? In the name of Jesus, like, we we just got to get it together. We going through a lot. But I learned... That through all of that, even self-publishing my book with typos and bumps and embarrassed because I don't want to do it. I'm not supposed to be. It was, it had nothing to do with anything other than discipline. Daughter, I asked you to do this. Get it done. I don't care what it looks like right now. I just want you to follow my instruction. I had to learn that. And so my husband was talking to me and he was like, you know what, babe, I'm going to tell you something. You know, I work in homes and, you know, I see a lot of stuff and, you know, people trust me with things, you know, because of my job. And I said, yes. And he goes, I've worked with people on all different areas, socioeconomically, right? So whether they were lower class, mid class, high class, I've been in, you know, homes off the river. They've, you know, they've had, you know, just mansions. Okay. He's like, you name it to a single bedroom home. Okay. And 
he said, the ones with the wealth wanted to know, wanted an itemized receipt. They wanted to see the note for when the work was done and before the work was done. They wanted to know the taxes. They wanted to know the, the labor. They asked everything. And he said, they're the hardest people to work with, but they're my best experience. And then he was like, I love, he was like, I love working with them. I love working with them. And he's like, I learned a lot for them. He's like, they're disciplined. Do you want to know why they're wealthy? And I said, why? He said, because they're disciplined. They're disciplined. Divine order requires a level of discipline. What has the Lord been calling you to be disciplined in? Okay. What has God been calling you to be disciplined in? You might be saying, I don't know if I can get this done. All of these different things. Well, let me, let me share this with you that my first point is discipline. Second point is true wealth. True wealth requires divine order. Divine order is simply God disciplining us and getting us in order. Training you up to steward wealth. Now, remember when the beginning I said, my husband said, you need to stop swiping the card because my husband, and it wasn't like that, but he didn't, you know, it was more like, he's like, babe, what's going on? Why are you being careless? These are the things that we have in store. These are the things that we are paying off. You know, certain, certain things. He's like, do you want to have that house? Will our house be paid off in the next few years? Few? Will, will we be doing this? Will we be doing this? Will we be investing in this? Will we be turning this? Will we, all of these different things. And I said, yes, yes, yes. And he said, so why are you being careless? And at that moment, I was just like, thank you, Lord. Thank you for my husband. Because the third point I want to talk to you about is Proverbs 31. And I believe it's the 23rd verse or the 20. I don't quote me. I don't have it in front of me. I'm recording in the back bedroom because the kids are finishing up some stuff and I'm just, you know, this is where it's at. Well, I have it on my phone. I can probably pull it up. But Proverbs 31 says her husband is known at the gates. Well, before we even get into Proverbs 31, before we talk about the virtuous woman, the wife of a noble character, the NIV version says, there are sayings of King Lamel. And it says the sayings of King Lamel and inspired utterance his mother taught him. Listen, my son. Listen, son of my womb. Listen, my son. The, the answer to my prayers. Do not spend your strength on women. 
your vigor on those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, Lamel. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for rulers to crave beer. Verse 5. Lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and deprived all the oppressed of their rights. Verse 6. Let beer be for those who are perishing, wine for those who are in anguish. Verse 7. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Verse 8. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights, for the rights of all who are destitute. Verse 9. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. So in this version, reading this really blessed me because in a different version that I read, we have to look at verse six says in the new King James version in 31, it says, Give strong drink to him who is perishing and wine to those who are bitter of heart. A king has an assignment. A king is destined for greatness. And in verse 9, it says, open your mouth Judge righteously and plead the cause of the poor and needy. A type of woman not to have is the type of woman that I was. I drank wine. I drank beer. Did you catch that? I had a drinking problem. I had a past. I had all of these things. And I always ask God, why do we have this in the beginning section of that? Why do we have that? Why is, why is the mother of Lamel like, why, why, why is she speaking to him like that? And it was to prepare him for the reason Of what he was called to do, what he was born to do, is going to require a virtuous wife. Now, if we read through Proverbs 31, I want to encourage you that Proverbs 31 verse 23, it says, Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Kings sit among the elders of the land. And right after that, it says, verse 24, she makes linen garments and sells them. So that t-shirt company or, you know, the clothing line. Hello. (laughs) Hello. And supplies sashes for the merchants. My point is, I understand that you've been doing something. 
business wise, maybe it was really big. Um, maybe, I mean, it just was the most amazing thing you've ever experienced. Um, career wise, like all of these different things that was, that was practice. That was practice because until your husband is known in the gates, when he sits among the elders of the land, then comes verse 24 where it says she makes linen garments and sells them. Everything you've been doing is practice. But business, the selling of what God has put in your heart and all of these things, the big portion of it requires your husband to be in position. And gentlemen, if you're listening, it requires you to be in position and your wife to be in hers. Divine order. Discipline. True wealth. And Proverbs 31. I pray this encourages you because the Lord is really talking about getting it together and being in that divine order. And the things that we are going to see from August, September, and October until the end of the year, God is doing something so big and massive that people are going to say, this is God. God is real. And you're going to be able to be at the forefront of it because of sonship, because of divine order, because you honor what God says. I pray this encouraged you. Stay tuned to this message. What if you could build your business on pillars that lead toward true transformation? Or how about this? What if you had a place to learn small business development and operations to get you started that are simple yet effective? Or what about launching your dream business that is set to sell nurture, and grow. Hey, what's up? My name is Angelica Stanley, and I want to invite you to the Fall Daily Life Workshops waitlist. That's right. In August, we are kicking off and starting our first round on Saturday, Saturday, August 5th, for our bi-weekly Saturday workshop sessions to help you get it together and launch from the outcomes yeah, of your overcomes. Exactly. <laughs> Hope to see you. Click the link in the description to learn more.